Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 146 of the Mo Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse. Welcome to the show. Um, I am super pumped to talk to my next guest. Uh, and I'm not sure if we even told him. So I'm going to say right now, in case he listens to this episode, hopefully he does because he's you know, the guest. Um, but he, uh, my next guest is Pete McPherson from do you even blog.com. And he also has a podcast himself. And, uh, he was actually featured in a presentation I did recently at the Canadian personal finance conference on how to pitch to be on someone's podcast. And, uh, he did a real, he was a good pitch and that's why I featured him. Um, and I met him briefly at FinCon and it was lovely. And he was just as lovely in this episode. And uh, we talk about his story, which is, uh, you know, I mean, this is a story I think I relate to, a lot of us can relate to, you know, doing all the right things that we think, you know, will lead to, uh, you know, a financially stable life, a successful career and all that stuff working in the corporate world, and then realizing, hey, I feel unfulfilled and I'm really unhappy. And then figuring out, okay, so what do I need to change in my life to get, to, to change my life in a way that makes me feel happy and fulfilled and not like dreading getting up in the morning because you have to go to the office. And so uh, we talk about how he's been able to, you know, leave his job and start his own business and what that means. And, uh, and, and just, we kind of talk a lot about what that means for your finances, what uh, that means in terms of, you know, budgeting, you know, he has a family um, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very, very interesting um, and relatable episode. So I know you are going to love it. Um, but before I get to that episode, I just want to share a few words about this episode's sponsor. Support for this episode comes from Nest Wealth. You've probably heard about robo-advisors and how index-based investing is the way to go if you want to save on fees and outperform traditional mutual funds. But with so many investment companies to choose from, how do you know which one to go with? Enter Nest Wealth, Canada's first ever robo-advisor and also the largest independent digital wealth management platform in the country. It constructs its portfolios using Nobel Prize-winning research to maximize efficiency of returns while minimizing risk. Not only that, it doesn't put its clients into buckets, but instead builds personalized portfolios to best fit each individual client's needs, risk tolerance, and financial goals. The best part is you can get started investing for your future online anytime. And if you have a question or need some extra support, the registered advisors are available to chat via email and phone and are happy to help. And Nest Wealth is currently offering all MoMoney podcast listeners three months free. To get started, visit learn.nestwealth.com slash Jessica Morehouse. Once again, that's learn.nestwealth.com slash Jessica Morehouse. And if you want to learn a little bit more about how it all works, check out my video review in the show notes or visit jessicamorehouse.com slash review. Thanks, Pete, for joining me on the Mo Money Podcast. Thank you, Jessica. Happy to be here. Yeah, so lovely to meet you at FinCon, um, especially as a fellow podcaster. And you have a lovely microphone and lovely like radio oh, voice. <laughs> thank you. If you want, I can just talk an octave lower throughout this entire Please thing. Please do. Please do. Let's like okay. pretend this is NPR or something like that, or, or, or you know, the Canadian version, CBC. We have to get better names if we're going to do that. By the way. Oh, okay. What should because my name all the in- be? Oh. <laughs> You put me on the spot, but they all have fancy names and ours oh, is Jessica, Pete. And so, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It has to be more, 
Uh, I feel like so like our version of NPR is CBC, and I don't feel like they have fancy names. They definitely have like mm. regular names like Linda or something. <laughs> That's the name that came to my mind. So I'd be Linda, yeah. and then I would just talk like this, and you yeah. just—it's just like right. such a soothing sound. It just kind of puts you to sleep. It's lovely. I love it. <laughs> the, the name I was thinking of when I said that was Ari Shapiro on oh. NPR. Ooh. Which is one of my favorite names ever. I think it's pretty. That's a but, great name. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to spell that, but no, no uh, you definitely not forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this podcast has started off with a bang. Yeah, it sounds great. It's great. Okay, back on track, Pete. Let's get to know you a little bit more besides your sure. love for NPR. <laughs> sure. So I guess I should, I would like to tell everybody. When I had kind of pitched you to come on your podcast, one of the things that I... Yours was, number one, you actually didn't even pitch me. You're just like, hey, really great meeting you. Want to be on my show? So that was actually a really great pitch because it was like a non-pitch. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Want to be on mine? (laughs) So I've been told, I'm I'm really not trying to brag, but I've been told that pitching people is actually one of my gifts. So if you want later, we can can talk about that. Oh, yes. That was lovely. But one of the things I, I threw at you that your audience might enjoy is kind of how my wife and I, our two kids, yeah. are kind of living on zero income right now. Yeah, I'd love it's, to know that. <laughs> it's, it's definitely zero uh, salary, zero guaranteed income. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's kind of go based off that because I, I think I'd like yeah. to tell that story and yeah. I think it could be valuable. I think so. So a quick context. I could spend two hours probably telling you my story, but I'm not going to. I... <laughs> Went through life pretty much all the way up until about two years ago in this like society brought on American dream type of life. You know, go to high school, get good grades, apply to colleges, go to a college, get good grades, graduate, grad school, corporate career, etc. Yeah. And I always kind of hated it. Mm. I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I didn't have a whole lot of side hustles. Like I didn't do the baseball card trading that a lot of entrepreneurs would talk about. I just didn't know. Like I, I yeah. kind of hated going through life like that, but I didn't know what else to do Yeah, because my parents and teachers and counselors, yeah. you get the point. So it's kind oh, of, Oh yeah. Like that's hundred percent my story. And probably most of the stories of people listening right now, they're like, I did that yep. too. Cause that's what yep. I thought you were supposed to do. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I, Oh, that reminded me of something. Remind me later. Life's purpose. Life's purpose. Life's purpose. Yeah. Writing it down. Okay. okay. Continue. So, yes. So, after going through about five different majors in college, I believe, I started with music because I loved music and I yeah. wanted to be a musician yeah. right up until the point that I hated it and didn't want to be a musician anymore. Yeah. So, I majored in business uh, Italian, oh. which I don't speak a word of Italian. Oh. Did they, you do uh, like a lot of courses in that? <laughs> uh, well, I... I didn't go to a lot of the classes. That, uh, that would, I'm like, because you should know a little. <laughs> no, no, it was, I, it was seriously like a life crisis in college. Oh, I'm no. sure other people have been through this. It yeah. felt miserable. Yeah. So I got kicked out of the University of Georgia for a semester. I ended up working, ooh, let's just call it an adult establishment. Oh my. Just, yeah. It sounds mysterious because I yeah. really don't want to talk about it. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> But I have great stories. Okay, let's just call it a story. That's club. another so, podcast. <laughs> it is. So I went through some pretty horrible jobs just trying yeah. to figure out what I wanted to do. Eventually, I went back to uh, UGA. I majored in sociology just because, mm-hmm. I don't know, sociology seemed like an easy degree to get. And everyone mm-hmm. was shouting at me, Pete, you have to get a degree. You have mm-hmm. to get a degree. You have to graduate. You have to go to work. Yeah. 
and I liked it. So sociology, boom, graduated. I go about three months, like, okay, I have a degree. Everyone said I should do this. Everyone says now I should get a job, but what do I do? Long story short, I didn't want to do sociology, so I went and talked to a mentor of mine uh, growing up. He was a dean of business at uh, a college in my hometown, and he says, why don't you try accounting? You're a musician, and accounting makes sense for you. Music, accounting, same thing. Okay. Uh, my mind was kind of blown. Yeah. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> like, because numbers and there's notes. In to music. this day, I no, don't know like why, that's, but that's, that's what a bit he said. of a stretch. I don't, I don't see that, but whatever. I think. Well, <laughs> looking back now, he was really just trying to put me into a position to get a job. Down uh, the road I see, I see, and yeah. make a living. Yeah, but that was his pitch. He was like, "Oh, okay. music, accounting—it makes total sense." <laughs> uh, so I, I did that. I went back to school for accounting. I got my master's, straight A's, because I actually just okay. I want to get through this. I want to do the work. I want to get a job. I love money. Yeah, who doesn't? Which is a theme throughout. Who doesn't? And I'm thinking accounting, money, Mm -hmm. accounting, money. It's great. Yeah. So I got my CPA license in a couple of months. It was great about, mm, well, actually, during the process of getting my CPA license, I got emails by recruiters, like asking me to come interview. And I'm like, what is this? This is magic. This is great, right? Yeah. So I go, my first one. I get an offer. It's $52,000 a year in Atlanta, Georgia for a large accounting firm. And I like just go have some beers. Like I'm celebrating. Yeah. This is what everyone has told me to go through in life, et cetera. Yeah. The next five or six years, I'll kind of breeze through because it's pretty much me working in corporate America, mm-hmm. climbing the ladder, uh, getting pay raises every year, getting more and more responsibilities and hating every second of it, Jessica. Mm. Like, I know people can identify with this. That's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's your, it's your standard reasons too. like, I kind of want to be my own boss. I've yeah. kind of discovered that I can create online businesses, even though I made like zero money with this, by the way, they all failed yeah. miserably. <laughs> um, blogging, uh, just, you know, little stuff on the side. I made chalkboards. Like I started to do yeah. little worthless side hustle things, but the spark was there, right? So I did that for five or six years, and this leads up to about hmm, a year ago, like this month, actually. So mm-hmm. I, I sat down with my wife. I had one son at this point, and we're kind of like, we're, we're kind of not happy here. Oh, and by the way, I'm like commuting like three hours a day, which <gasps> didn't hurt or Ooh. didn't help, brother. Yeah, yeah. So we sat, we talked about it. And we decided to move back to Rome, Georgia, which is mm-hmm. where I'm broadcasting from right now. It's my hometown. I grew up here. Mm-hmm. The cost of living is a lot better in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was like, I want to quit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to quit my job. I had zero <laughs> income coming in from mm-hmm. like blogging mm-hmm. or side hustles or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I want to quit. How can we make this work? Yeah. So throughout this podcast interview, we talk about living on zero income or side hustles or making blogging income, this is my, my step one, my, like my actionable thing for yeah. anybody listening to this would be to plan ahead and don't jump in with both feet. Yeah. <laughs> don't jump in with both feet. Plan ahead. Yeah. Of course. It seems obvious, but it's like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my wife and I, we sat down, we're like, okay, we're going to do this. We'll figure mm-hmm. out how to make it work. Even if it takes six months to a year, we'll figure out how to do that. So I started uh, being very active about reaching out to people 
in Rome, which is where we wanted to move, and just creating jobs, basically. Like, no one was hiring. It's a very small town. There's not a whole lot of corporate accounting gigs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I found a startup, which is actually where I'm broadcasting live from. So I'm in a huge warehouse right now that is a co-work space. Oh, neat. Which most people have heard of in big cities, but in small towns, everybody's like, Yeah, unheard of. I don't understand. So I came to work for this startup who was going to, they were going to pay me a salary and I get to work on my side hustles, quote unquote, for like 10, 20 hours a week. Because it was kind of part time, but they were still going to give me benefits and a salary. And I'm like, yes, best of both worlds, right? So I took it. We transitioned over. We sold our house for a nice little profit, like we mm-hmm. renovated it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This is like step two in my mm-hmm. actionable tip series is to have some sort of more than just an emergency fund. Like we yeah. hear this all the time. Like, oh, you yeah. need like three, six months of living expenses. We did more than that because yeah. quite frankly, we were scared. We were scared and with good reason, as it turns out, because one paycheck after I started for the startup, they folded. <laughs> so oh, they ran they out of money. Folded? Oh, they no. folded. Uh, we had already moved. We had already packed our bags and came into town. I was starting work. I was loving it. I was like mm-hmm. excited to be here. Uh, I was technically vice president of the board, which sounds way fancier than it actually was, but <laughs> they were giving me money. I was like, this yeah. is sweet. Yeah. A week later, or actually like two weeks later, a fired slash let me go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no money coming in, so they couldn't pay me. And so my wife and I are sitting here like, Uh-oh. okay, <laughs> what now? Yeah. yeah. We have... Two options. One would be to not unpack any of the boxes because they're pretty much still packed Mm -hmm. and move back to Atlanta Mm -hmm. or Atlanta, Mm -hmm. um, New York, Chicago, Mm -hmm. like big cities where I could find an actual accounting job, which by the way, it would probably pay like, I don't know, $75,000, $85,000 a year with my experience and all that stuff. It would be pretty easy to find that. Or option two try to go full-time entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was an easy decision. I'm like, full-time entrepreneurship. Yeah, that we'll figure it out better. make it work. <laughs> that sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah, it's more fun. And so this is kind of where we get to actually living life with two kids and a family and friends and et cetera, et cetera, with like zero income. So my wife, I need to say, is a highly trained musician. She's oh. a world-class uh, pianist, accompanist, nice. and vocalist. Like she's sang all over the world. Oh, wow. And there are like zero opportunities to do that in our yeah. small town around Georgia. So yeah. she's kind of like, eh, she doesn't have a whole lot of options. We'll just yeah. say that. Yeah. So we talked about it and we sat there and kind of like cried over it for a little while because we were like kind of freaking out. What do we do? And we decided we're going to slash expenses. We're going to just go frugal as can be. Mm -hmm. We're going to completely alter our lifestyle. So this is like step number three. If I can recap. Step number one for anybody listening would be to plan ahead. Yep. For sure. Don't Mm -hmm. just quit your job. Hell no. That's the worst thing you could do is be like, I'll figure it out later. Nope. Yes. Don't do that. Absolutely. (laughs) Step number one, plan ahead. Uh, Step number two, have money in the bank. Like yep. emergency fund is like a real thing yeah. that people should not ignore. Yeah. And we sold our house. So we had like an extra like 15, 20 grand coming yeah, in that was good. just all profits or mm-hmm. capital gains or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, so we had that. And step three would be if you actually jump 
into full-time entrepreneurship and side hustles, and hopefully you have some income coming in, yeah. is to, you got to alter your lifestyle. Yes. And yep. most people hear that, and they probably heard that on your own podcast before, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. But the extent to which we did it uh, was pretty pretty different. Our lifestyle yeah. in Atlanta was cushy and I had like a brand new Volkswagen Jetta diesel, which was super fast and I loved it. We had a mortgage. We had, you know, et cetera, had all et cetera. the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we did, and this is a little bit of like magic opportunity happening here, like luck, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. We had an opportunity to move into my grandmother's house. She mm-hmm. doesn't live there. My grandmother has lived in a nursing home for years. Her mm-hmm. house is just empty. It's oh. just sitting there. So we worked out a deal with her that was basically slash like our living expenses, like mortgage and utilities, like 95%. We don't pay any mortgage. We don't pay any rent right now. We help her out in other ways. Yeah. And I do her taxes and stuff. But (laughs) so that was like the biggest thing. Like, okay, we don't actually want to live in this house. Like it's kind of like an old lady house, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But we would rather have the lifestyle of full-time entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. Just waking up whenever I want. I'm sitting here right now after I went to a coffee shop at like 9.45 a.m. because I don't really have anywhere to be except for, you know, on the laptop at Jessica podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we wanted that lifestyle. So we made sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll kind of mm, point at that I think people don't do enough of is mm, I think I'm going to call this a subscription audit. So yeah. the way that we pay for things, we being like, millennials especially, but anybody really who's on the internet or watches TV, Mm -hmm. we pay for things on super small subscriptions that like add up. For example, I'm a blogger and a creative digital person or whatnot. So I had Adobe Creative Suite. I was paying for Snappa.com. It's my graphic design thing. I'm paying for ConvertKit. I'm paying for lead pages. I'm paying domain hosting. Like, And on top of that, like we were paying for like Hulu, Netflix, you know, utilities as well. So I noticed like we were being super frugal with like not going out to eat and we were, you know, making food at home and not splurging on stupid things that we didn't need. And Mm -hmm. I got rid of my Volkswagen so I could drive like a used car. I had no car note, Mm -hmm. but we're still like losing money and going into credit card debt. And I'm like, ah, like what's going on? Mm -hmm. And it's those like little subscription things that we forgot about. They just happen every month for like three years and we had no idea. So I, this was actually recently, by the way, like I went mm-hmm. through and did a subscription audit, mm-hmm. which I swear if, if people would go and do this like tomorrow, they could find an extra 50 to a hundred bucks in their yep. budget every month. Like I swear, like people, I just don't use my Adobe creative suite that much anymore. So I was like, why am I doing this? Well, and that's, it. yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I remember, um, well I was using like an, really old version of Photoshop. And then one day just like, sorry, what's the password? I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't this know. version's like 10 years old. <laughs> and so I had to buy it. And then there's like one option to buy the whole suite or there's the cheaper option to just buy like just Photoshop. Version. And I'm like, yeah. well, I would like the idea of having the other things, but I know I'll probably only use like Dreamweaver like once a year. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and at the time I had Final, uh, an older version of Final Cut. So I'm like, I think I just need Adobe Photoshop. So I got that. And, or, but when I do need sometimes, like I needed to use um, After Effects, I just bought it uh, for the few months that I needed it. Mm. And most people won't really go to like, 
the annoying hassle of doing that and then making sure to cancel so you don't get charged for an extra I month know, and it's stuff hard. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. it's hard. Mm-hmm. Can we actually sidestep for a second and yeah. let me pitch you a business idea? Okay. <laughs> I just had this while you were saying this. I was like, oh, <laughs> what if this existed? Some sort of service where mm-hmm. you only pay for what you use, but it's kind of like the Adobe Creative Suite. Yeah, so that would be nice. You just log on there and you're like, you know what? I need After Effects for this project. Yeah. It's going to take me two weeks. Why don't you just pay it like 20 bucks and be I able know. to use it for like 20 hours or something? Yeah. That'd be cool. Like a little that would pay be cool. as you need thing. That makes sense. But Somebody start company, that. Yeah, someone start that because I understand why all these companies are moving, like all of them are moving to a subscription model because yep. it works. It's it passive. Does. People forget that they have them on their credit card, <laughs> right? That's and exactly right. so unless like for me, yeah, like similar to you when we were going through a similar thing when I was quitting my job and I'm like, we need to track our spending like hawks. I We need yep. to do an audit yep. of our subscriptions and everything. And so, yeah, we did cut a lot. Um, and just like little things like we both subscribe to, um, we both used to subscribe to uh, Apple Music uh, individually yeah. uh, for our streaming service so we can listen to music and stuff like that. Uh, but my husband also subscribed to like Spotify and something else. I'm like, <laughs> you don't need all three. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just choose one. And Apple Music had a family plan. So it was like $14.99 for two people instead of we're both each paying $10. Yep. Yep. That $5 a month, most people were like, who cares? Because it was kind of a hassle to switch over. But no, mm. it all adds up, especially because years fly by. I think people also forget about that. It's like a year just flew by and that you know adds up to a big chunk of money. And that's Absolutely. just one subscription. Um, How did yeah. you, let me ask you a question then. So when you were going through this, we'll just call it an audit process, I guess. Yeah. I used to be an auditor, so I'll just <laughs> call it an audit process. Where did you look to kind of dig into where that money was going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what we do like on a regular basis now to track our spending, to track literally every single dollar uh, is basically we just generally don't use cash. So we put everything on debit and credit. So we just look, we just download the Excel um, spreadsheets from our credit cards and our banks. And I put it, we put it into another spreadsheet and then we Hmm. categorize everything to see exactly where everything's going. Pick through it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it sounds annoying. And I used to not track our spending. I just, I'm like, no, I have an idea of like what we're doing but really i'm like no i didn't um and it really has had some really good conversations because of that because we'll think that we're overspending in one category but actually no it's this other one so yeah yeah Yeah. and it's funny also being a uh oh god i almost said personal finance expert oh you can't okay by any means (laughs) someone who's into personal finance and i track my money i use like tools and software just always have but it's funny even that like Another example would be Audible. I yeah. love Audible. I love audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. But when I moved from Atlanta, I yeah. didn't commute as much. I got a new phone. Mm-hmm. And so when I got a new phone, <gasps> oh. I started fresh with all the apps. I didn't install Audible. and I forgot I was paying for it. Oh, for, no. I hate that. I guess it was about nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine times $15 or $20 a month, whatever it is. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. I was like, yeah. oh, crap. Yeah, I've had like, a couple of subscriptions like that, but here's what I usually do. Well, okay, there's actually two things I want to talk about. So, yeah, number one, the subscriptions. I hate when there is one and I forget about it. So one thing that yep. I actually do as well is uh, I, in our kind of budget spreadsheet, I make a list that we can easily refer to to what we are currently subscribed to. So Ooh, we can also like look back at it. I also put dates on like when the renewal date is. So 
I can put oh, like a reminder really in my phone to be like, do you want to cancel this or whatever? Uh, mm. But again, like we've kind of pared those down. But again, good reminder to just maybe do that again. Maybe I'm, I'll look. I'll, I think I'll, that's going to be my little task for today. Um, okay. But another thing for um, kind of the other side of things, there's like business expenses. So like you mentioned, you have like ConvertKit and all these things. I'm like, yeah, mm. I've got lead pages. I've got ConvertKit. These things are uh, expensive, especially as a Canadian because yeah. it converts to USD to Canadian dollars. And it's like, ah, that's nah, a little bit more expensive for me. <laughs> but um, for me, it's, and I'm getting better at this. I used to be like, oh, but it's for my business. So I need it. It'll help me make more money and grow my business right. and stuff. And yeah, lots of these uh, apps that I use are good. But some of them I've been realizing, I'm like, why am I paying so much for that when I know there's probably a cheaper option over there? So mm. one example is all year I've been using Meet Edgar for my social media scheduling. I like it a lot. It's fine. Uh, but it's like, I want to talk about this in just yeah, a second, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. Keep no, going. it's okay. Um, so I spend like, it's like over $700 for a year subscription and it's actually yep. cheaper to get a year subscription. That's why I always do. You always save like 10%, 15%, whatever. Yep. But I was realizing I'm like, it is like one of the most expensive things that I actually, you know, purchase for my business each year. It, I just can't, it's, I don't think it's really worth it. There's gotta be a cheaper option. And yeah, mm. I did some, uh, research and there's an app. Oh, I forget scheduler. I don't know. I forget what it's called. Um, but uh, it does exist. I'll tell you about it later if you're looking for like a, a cheaper version. But it does basically the same thing as Meet Edgar. Obviously, okay. there's less. Uh, you can uh, put less accounts. Whereas Meet Edgar, you could put like 25 accounts. This one, I think, uh, might be like five. But I'm like, why well, I only have like five? So and it's literally like a third of the cost. So also okay. doing an audit of like what your subscriptions are, whether you should cut them or whether there's a cheaper option out there because there usually yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Two things. Okay. One. This is like really fresh on my mind because I have been using, I'm just going to throw out their names because yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I've been using Buffer Pro. Yeah, I used to 100, use Buffer. 120 bucks a yeah, year. Yeah, I used to use Buffer. Super happy with it until yeah. like a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm like more and more frustrated. I want the evergreen recycling. I know. That, it's, uh, that's Meet why Edgar I got me Edgar. Yeah. Yep. So me being me, I told you about me pitching other people. Yeah. One of my things in life is, especially now that I'm like, uh, not broke, but you know, I don't have a salary anymore. Yeah. I'm like, what could I give to these companies to get their software for free? Ooh, I've done this like five I've never even now. thought of that. Oh my gosh. <gasps> no one's doing this, which is why I'm just like oh, basking in free blogging software right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but while I was thinking of that, I did some Googling and I found SmarterQ. Yeah, that's the one. That is the one I couldn't think of the name of. So I just signed up two days ago and I love it. Yeah. No, I just saw, signed up for the free trial and FYI, this is not a pitch for SmartQ. We just like, that's funny that oh. we both saw that. But yeah, no, I yeah. saw that. There was a free trial. I've been trying it out. And it basically does the exact same thing, but like yeah, literally exactly so much right. cheaper. So yeah, that's yep. what I'm going to be using. I'm yep. just waiting for my kind of year um, before the, the date or whatever for me getter to renew. I'm going to oh, switch yeah. over. Yep. So. People should go sign up for that if they're looking for something. And they can probably use Jessica's affiliate link to get like an extended free trial. Oh, okay. I'm sure. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get an links. affiliate link right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it, though. That was number one. Yeah. Number two is, this is for all the entrepreneurs and bloggers or online content creators. Yeah. More and more of these platforms that we pay for, like Leadpages, like ConvertKit, yeah. like Buffer or whatever, they are starting to like overlap into features a little bit. Yeah. I'm just now realizing this. Yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did another little subscription audit mm -hmm. and 
I found out that lead pages, which I love, by I the know, way. I've I been will, using them for a few years. I like them too. Yeah, yeah. I love lead pages. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but I just, oh, what is my renewal date? Like, I don't remember when I last paid for this. I yeah. paid annually. Yeah. So I looked it up and it's like next week, like Thanksgiving day. Mine's like and in a couple like, of weeks too. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I had 300 bucks for my yeah. plan. Yeah. And I was sitting next to my wife who we're like looking at each other. We're like thinking about our budgets and thinking about our, our current lifestyle, which is very frugal, very mm-hmm. hustle, very driven. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's $300. Yeah. Like for people who make like $100,000 a year, it's, it's like, like nothing. Not a whole but lot. for someone for who's right like, now, yeah, self-employed, you're like, every dollar literally counts. <laughs> yes. So I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. I have a fairly new project with Do You Even Blog. It's, it's still yeah. pretty new. It wouldn't be that hard for me to go back and switch out all my um, lead boxes from yeah. lead pages. I, there's actually not yeah. that many of them right now. Yeah. And I already pay for ConvertKit as yeah. well. So yeah. if I really needed uh, that specific kind of landing page or if I needed an opt-in box for my blog, couldn't I just use ConvertKit, which I'm already mm-hmm. paying for anyways? Yeah. I decided yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, lead pages, maybe next year. But yeah. I, I canceled that and yeah. I don't know. I feel like more people should probably do that same sort of auditing process. Yeah. Uh, mainly just because those features tend yeah. to overlap. Yeah, you've got to yeah, be like, well, do I really need this? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this has inspired me to do another audit. <laughs> I feel like, because, yeah, I knew ConvertKit does do a lot of the same thing as lead pages, but yeah. uh, I, like, I think I do use lead pages enough to yeah. make it worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I have just, to think about I that just, one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I also I just, just like, about, you know, it's also, and the hard thing too is like once you get comfortable with a certain software, it's I hard know. to give it up because you're like, oh, I know how to use it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, But on the other yeah. hand, I can also point at this, and this goes for not just entrepreneur mm. software, yeah, no, no, but no, everything. Yeah. It's funny how we all think that about even simple, like cable. Yeah. People all the time will be like, oh, you know what though? It's it's fall and it's college football and I really need that. Or you know what though, like this season is just starting and whatnot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like two months later, you would not miss it at all if you I got know. rid of it. This is that's just my opinion. Some yeah, no, it's true. Me. It's like if you get used to it, you get used to it. Like I haven't had cable yeah. in years. We just have Netflix yep. and yep. we survive. And guess what, people? I feel like people forget that there is the library that exists. The library right. has free books and free magazines and free CDs and free movies and TV shows. Like, yep. hello, just go to the library. Yes. Like for me, I one of my things is I always want to cut back on like – the purchase of buying books because a also I just don't want to accumulate all this uh-huh. stuff and space yeah. right, <laughs> but also I'm like yeah so actually when we me and my husband moved to Toronto four years ago and we, like we literally packed all of our belongings in his car so we really didn't have that much stuff or much uh-huh. room wow, uh, yeah. I'm like okay moving forward I'm just going to use my Kobo which is like a Kindle um, to read my books and I'm just going to get those books from the library because you can get ebooks yep. from the library and that's what I've been doing ever since and it's totally fine actually it's I love nicer because it. I never have to leave the house to get a book <laughs> that's awesome yeah, I'm yeah totally and it's you. free you know Ooh, let me throw out one more yeah. cool thing so. Chris at Popcorn Finance, yeah. which if you're into money and you're into shorter podcasts, like is it yeah. like five minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's new. He was at FinCon too. I don't yeah, know yeah. Him. I think I met him. Awesome, awesome guy. I love his podcasts. They're so short and digestible. But anyways, he published an episode recently that was basically how to get Audible for free oh. through a 
I can't remember what it's called. People can just go Google Chris Popcorn Finance Audible. Maybe it'll pop. Okay, right I'll up. try to find the link and put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's like a national thing that. Um, Is it just for like, Americans? Do you think? Oh my gosh, I think so. Damn it! It's I okay. Know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm going to look into this. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's in Canada, but yeah. it's it's through some company that works with local libraries, like all mm-hmm. across the country. Maybe the continent. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And basically, just provides a set amount of like audiobooks through Audible for free. That's interesting. Like, well, I do know, like in in Canada, or at least like in Ontario, I know you can get uh, you can get um, audiobooks from the library for free. So, uh-huh. but again, yeah, it's just like I think people just sometimes forget, and they're just like, oh, it's just so much easier if I buy it. But mm. yeah, like as we're kind of going back, it's like they're you know, it's it's actually quite easy to live below your means, and once mm. you get used to that, you realize how I don't know, like because yeah, just similar to you, because this is my first year of self employment, we've been living very frugally, we've been very conscious about every dollar we yeah. spend, and we've had to make sacrifices, and we've also had to say no. I'm like, I would love to make some renovations to our townhouse <laughs> yeah but we have a like to-do list of like things that we want to get done and basically we're like well okay we just put in pot lights and that was really a really good thing because it was like way too dark the lighting was terrible it makes mm. our place look more expensive but that was an expensive installation it was like over a thousand dollars so yeah. we're like okay i think we're gonna take a break from renovations and just like wait six <laughs> months and save up and it's it's basically like a good practice in, in saying no. But I always like to tell people that if they feel like, especially they feel like like they can't control their finances or spending too much, they don't know why, blah, 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 blah. Like literally just do like a, you know, spending cleanse is what I like to call it. Some people call it a shopping ban for a month. Just oh, don't yeah, yeah. buy anything besides your necessities, yep. like groceries and your fixed expenses. Like just yeah. try it. And it's just like going on a normal cleanse or like changing your diet. You'll feel so much better after. And you'll yeah. have more stuff after. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, but because doing things in moderation for so many people, including myself, like I stink at doing anything in moderation. Yeah. So if I was like, oh man, I want to spend like 10% less next month, I'd never ever do no, it. No, sometimes oh, you man, need to have a this. challenge. Like, yeah. and then also, like, sometimes it's easier to, like, if people are like, you know, friends are like, oh, let's go out. And you're like, oh, I can't because I just don't want to spend the money like it's sometimes harder but if you say oh yeah. i'm doing a challenge where i'm not spending if anything that's they'll exactly probably be right. like oh that's interesting yeah. right so no i'm totally with you put that out there i did the same thing okay this is only yeah tangentially related but uh, i did the same thing with dieting so mm-hmm. i have a sweet tooth like i would eat pancakes for breakfast every single morning and then pizza and then beer and then just chocolate the rest of the day i would if given the choice so, well, yeah, given the choice, I also well, would, yeah. but I'd be literally a million pounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I what can't. that would look like, but yeah. I would have way more chins than I already have. <laughs> you would be completely stuck in your townhouse. You I would be stuck in this chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't do anything in moderation. Like, yeah, I just can't. Yeah. So, what worked for me was going on the keto diet, ketogenic diet, which yeah. is a little bit more hardcore for yeah. those who haven't heard of it. Those who have it. probably realize it's it's a little hardcore. It's like zero carbs, pretty much. Yeah. Just, so is it hard. sort of similar to the paleo diet? It's very similar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, this was like, not only was it a challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. So if somebody was like, hey, let's go grab some pizza, I wouldn't have to say exactly what you just said. Like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not really doing pizza. Yeah. I would say like, nope, can't have it. I'm on the keto diet zero carbs. Yeah. And I did that for two months and it was probably like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I, it was amazing. 
Yeah. It was amazing. It was not moderation at all. It was like super strict, yeah. super hard, and it worked. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird mindset switch thing. It is. Well, like similarly, like me and my uh, business partner friend, Jacqueline Phillips, have the Rich and Fit Bootcamp. And part of it is uh, mm-hmm. we have a meal plan. And I, being like one of the co-creators of this course, did all the workouts in the course uh, and the meal plan. And I told her the first week I switched to the meal plan and it really was like, hardly any carbs, maybe just like some quinoa or some like Mm. sweet potato, you know, like very, it's all about whole foods and stuff like that. Um, I like felt like crap the first week and she's like, it's because you're addicted (laughs) to sugar and you don't even know it. And I'm like, actually totally. Yeah, that's exact. And then after a week I felt immediately better and lighter. Yes. And of course I've fallen off that wagon. So I need to get back on it because it's, you know, it's time (laughs) because it did work. It totally freaking worked. I'm like, ah, yeah. 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 Anyways, that's a whole other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. But to be fair, we can bring it back around. I do think that applies to personal finance, uh, lifestyle changes. Yeah. That was, that was really broad word. Let me break that down. Lifestyle changes. Yeah. Meaning like switching up your lifestyle. If you are going from like full-time job to this, or if you're going from this location to travel or whatnot, Mm -hmm. uh, or if you're like just unhappy yeah, I, in your situation, you can change it. And I feel like a lot of people just yes. need to be reminded of that. It's like just because you've been living the same way for decades or the last five years does not mean, you know, and, and, and again, like like that's why there's so many parallels between like personal finance and like health and fitness is there's yeah. very similar. It's like lots of people are like, oh, but I've always been kind of heavy or blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, just because it's always been like that doesn't mean your future has to continue like that. Yep. Like it just, you can absolutely change it. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You have to no. be very self-motivated and hard on yourself, and it's not going to be easy, but it's possible. Oh, you know what? I'll add in one more thing that yeah. I, I probably should have said earlier. Uh, whether it's dieting or personal finance or quitting your job or whatnot, yeah. my wife and I, as an example, have made a ton of sacrifices, yeah. and we make way less money right now yeah. than we did a year and a half ago when yeah. I was in corporate America. She was yeah. still in Atlanta working way less money. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give the numbers away, but... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, significant. It's incredible. I've never been happier. Yeah. Never been happier. 100%. Living in my grandmother's house. Yeah. I have my own work now. Mm-hmm. I work on my blog, which mm-hmm. is my business now. Mm-hmm. I love every second of it. I spend mm-hmm. time with my kids who still have food on the table because mm-hmm. we've managed to do that. Mm-hmm. But I was so scared of doing this. I was terrified. Yeah. Like I said, my wife and I like cried it out literally yeah. for like a couple of days when we're yep. stressed and thinking about what to do. We made the decision. Now we're, I guess most people would call it struggling, mm-hmm. uh, but I call it building. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm building up my, <laughs> like my business and my income and we're, yeah. we're fine. Yeah. And not only that, but I've, I've never been happier. And it's yeah. also like what... Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, it's so funny that you say that because, yeah, like, literally, I probably made close to double last year because I had my full time job and my side mm-hmm. hustle. Now I just have my one hustle. Um, <laughs> but I am so much happier. And yes, I do live very strictly. I haven't bought clothes in a year. I, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's lots of things that I haven't been able to do, but there's still lots of things that I am able to do. And it's for me, it was, I had to reevaluate like what made me happy and what are my values? My values are like, I like having 
like the luxury of being able to sleep in or yeah, just like making my own schedule. Um, and, and I want to be able to help people and, and do my passion. And I, 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 I think that. after so many years of kind of like doing a lot of different, you know, jobs that I thought maybe this will be the right path. Maybe this will be the right path. Mm, um, right. I'm like, actually I think personal finance and helping people with financial literacy is kind of my calling not to be all, oh, you know, man. but I feel like it's like, that is what I feel like. And cause I feel yeah. so amazing when I hear, someone who's like listened to the podcast or read something on my blog or whatever to be like, oh, wow, like I was really struggling and, you know, listening to you has really changed my perspective. I'm like, wow, like that's powerful because like yeah. people have done that to me. So I, you know, it's a privilege to be able to do that to other people. So um, we're going to wrap this up soon, but okay. I wrote down life's purpose for you. What does that mean? What are we oh, talking about okay. there? I know. No, this is good. Yeah. See, that's why I said it. I didn't want to like, <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I'm like, I wrote it down. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I want to share with you my life's purpose. Cause I just found it like six months ago mm-hmm. and I'm 32 by the way. So it took me a while. Mm-hmm. So my life's purpose now, probably somewhat similar to yours, maybe a little different. I want to help people like myself. Yeah. Like I, everybody knows the story. Now I struggled. I was kind of pushed and funneled through mm-hmm. life in a very mm-hmm. specific and very common direction. And only in the past like year, three years to six months have mm. been able to make my life look like what I want it to look yeah. like. Yeah. And forget money and forget comfort and security. Like yeah. I like what I'm doing right now, which is trying to blog full time. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. I know a ton of people want that, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And my purpose in life right now is to help everyone else like me wherever they are along in that process. And what I want to leave people with, especially with, especially is, excuse me, uh, is that I actually don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a goal, a specific destination. It's a path. Yeah. Like, I know my purpose in life is to help other people like me find a more personal and more joyful and more valuable path for themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be on my current project or my next full-time job or mm-hmm. whatever my life looks like five, 10 years from now, but that is my life's purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm a hundred percent aware of it. It's a path, not mm-hmm. a destination. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that might help people. So yeah, I, I think that's that. also yeah something as I've gotten older, realized it's not like, I think I always got caught up when people would say, what's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? Cause you always get that question when you're like interviewing for a job or whatever like that. And so you always have to come <laughs> yeah. up with something. I'm like, you know what? I, I understand the importance of having a plan, so to speak, but mm. to be able to say that you can kind of predict where you want to be in five years. I've right. stopped doing that. I literally just live year to year. I have a lot of goals. I think as long as you're, you've got like a good financial plan, you mm. don't really need to know how the rest of your life will play out because you may say yes. no to opportunities because it doesn't fit within that box. I love it. Yeah. That's my, I think that's great. I know. Well, I'm so glad that we connected. This was lovely. I'm so excited yeah. to be on your show. Yes. We can continue this conversation. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I know. Uh, but yeah, Pete, where can people uh, find you, learn more about you if they're sure. so inclined? So do you even blog.com is my current project. Is it's there a, a question podcast. mark in there? Probably not. Right? No, yeah. no. Yeah. They don't have allow that in domains. Do you actually do that in your I don't think I don't can. Know. How have oh, I never... I've never end. You know how you do like affiliate links? It'll be like question. Oh mark, yeah, but not like ref. can you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Just so, to clarify yeah. that. Sorry. Do you even blog.com? And actually, I've created a little video Ooh. for your audience. Ooh. 
And it doesn't have a name, but I did write this down here. Okay. What I really wanted to get at, because I thought this would be a good intersection of your audience, is yeah. either for those who are interested in starting a blog or bloggers who are already out there yeah. that want to kind of make enhancements or grow their blog for the least amount of money possible. Yes. So we, we talked about like the subscription audits yeah, and that exactly. sort of stuff. So I put together a few videos that people can get. It's at doyouevenblog.com slash mo money. Ooh. So M-O money. Fabulous. Yeah, do com slash mo money. You can go get the, the little bonus videos on some very <laughs> cheap or frugal, however you want to think about it. I love it. Uh, ways to build a blog and grow a blog. Hey, I started my blog on, I tell people this, I started out on Tumblr. I got my sister to design um, it because it was free. That's why, like, that's how cheap I was. I didn't want to, um, because I wanted my own domain, but I didn't want to do self-hosting because I couldn't afford like $10 a month, basically. Oh, and yeah. So I got it hosted on Tumblr because uh, hosting was free there. But also just like there's a lot of other, it was like a terrible platform to do what I was doing on it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally yeah. get it. It's like you can start a blog for super no money yeah. if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And have an email list and yeah. have opt-ins and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's you can do all that stuff and you don't need to spend all the money that we're spending on like ConvertKit yes. and lead pages. Yep. Yeah, but that's uh, what it is. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is so yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. You're an amazing podcaster. So <laughs> keep doing it. Keep going. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll keep doing it though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Jessica. And that was episode 146 with the wonderful Pete McPherson. Uh, you can find him at doyouevenblog.com. And uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, he also has a podcast called the Do You Even Blog Podcast. <laughs> and uh, I was actually uh, recently recorded and uh, for his show. And uh, you can find uh, my episode on there. It was released January 29th. And I love the title of it, too. And I mean, it's because, you know, it pats my ego a little bit. It's called The Canadian Powerhouse Inside the blog podcast and products of Jessica Morehouse. It's a good episode, if I do say so myself. But again, I'll put more information about stuff that you talked about, more information about Pete, um, and a link to that uh, interview on his podcast in the show notes, jessicamorehouse.com slash 146 is where you can find all that stuff. Um, more stuff to tell you, but before I get to all of that, here's just a few words about this episode's sponsor. Support for this episode comes from Nest Wealth. Want to start investing for your future? Luckily, nowadays, it doesn't mean you have to make an appointment with some suit in an office. Actually, you don't even have to leave your house. Nest Wealth, Canada's first ever robo-advisor and the largest independent wealth management platform in the country, provides a new way to invest your money. Offering index-based portfolios with lower fees and better historical performance than actively managed mutual funds, Nest Wealth is focused on building personalized portfolios to best fit the needs, risk tolerance, and financial goals of each and every client they serve. And Nest Wealth is currently offering Almo Money podcast listeners three months free. To get started, visit learn.nestwealth.com slash Jessica Morehouse. Once again, that's learn.nestwealth.com slash Jessica Morehouse. And if you want to learn a little bit more about how it all works, check out my video review in the show notes or visit jessicamorehouse.com slash nestwealthreview. 
Alrighty, right. So just a few things. Um, thanks um, for everyone sending me iTunes reviews, reviews on the YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of YouTube, um, make sure to subscribe. I am putting out new videos every single week and I'm, I'm doing a lot more stuff with YouTube. I'm getting a lot. Of, I, I, well, I got a lot of great feedback from some surveys that I um, did, uh, I guess, in December. Um, just because I want to know what do you guys want from me? And a lot of the reviews or a lot of the feedback rather that I got was, you know, we want more information about like how, you know, what are different um, like products or apps that we should maybe look into or whatever. So I'm doing a lot more of that. I'm doing a lot more, um, you know, reviews and tutorials on uh, things that you may want to try out. And uh, you may just need some, you know, visual information. That is honestly, whenever I'm about to like look into something, I kind of look on YouTube because I want to know what it looks like or how does it work. So uh, make sure to go to jessicamorehouse.com slash YouTube to uh, check me out, check out my new videos, tutorials. And uh, and if you have sp- something specific that you want more information about, you want me to do a blog post or a video on or or anything. Any kind of feedback is always welcome. Just uh, shoot me an email directly, jessica at jessicamorehouse.com. Come. Um, and before I let you go, I've got a few more podcast review shout outs that I want to get to to say thank you to everyone who has been so kind to take the time to leave me a review. All right, this one is from northern bc from canada um and they say jessica is a dedicated podcaster that is very enjoyable to listen to i highly recommend i certainly am dedicated i mean 146 episodes in less than three years that's crazy that is crazy talk i don't sometimes i'm like what am i doing but anyways uh one is a, a new one from giggle get from usa Jessa, Jess is a boss and a charming host. I love it. I'm a boss. Oh, I like that. I like to, th- I am actually a boss. I'm the boss of myself and my business, but I also like to be like a boss, you know, like a B A W S. Is that how they spell it? Is that how the kids spell it? I don't know. Anyways, I'm a boss. Thank you so much. Giggle get or giggle jet. Um, one is from Bo from Canada. Oh, I think I actually know who that is. <laughs> Jessica has the most interesting guests and conversations. That's really the best part. They are conversations and discussions like you would have with your friends. If your friends were experts in a whole bunch of different subjects, which they might be, uh, it's just easy to listen to. And I've learned so much from Jessica and her guests. Well, thank you so much, Bo. I really appreciate that review. Okay, we'll do uh, two more. Um, Jenna Ross. Uh, entrepreneur from Canada. I love the variety of topics and guests on this podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Jenna, for listening and that review. And last but not least, we've got Alt Seng from Canada. I'm just starting to explore personal finance and this podcast has been really informational. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for sending me your reviews. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to get a shout out on a future episode, it's super simple. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher, um, YouTube. I'll try my best to, you know, gather those as well. And uh, I'll give you a shout out on, you know, a future episode to say thank you and, and read your review out. Um, it's a lot of fun to read them and, and get to know your feedback. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a good time. Everyone has a good time. Everybody. Um, so I have a special podcast episode for tomorrow. So make sure to check back here tomorrow for that subscribe on you know itunes or youtube stitcher wherever you're listening so you don't miss it and uh, i will see you back here uh, tomorrow all right have a good rest of your day
This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.